the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Biden will be signing into law the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill on Monday. He met with cabinet officials Friday to discuss the bill. The responsibility that we all have uh, to make sure this money is used wisely, used well, and used for the stated purposes for the American people. Critics say adding trillions of dollars to the economy is giving rise to higher prices. Bernie Bennett has the latest numbers. According to data released by the Labor Department, annual inflation jumped to 6.2% in October, reaching the highest level in more than 30 years. Prices rose 0.9% last month alone, marking the third straight month of accelerating inflation. While Democrats are hoping to celebrate the passage of Mr. Biden's bipartisan infrastructure bill and turn the focus to brighter spots in the economy, the GOP is betting that Americans will care most about the day-to-day pinch they feel at the stores or the pump. That is Bernie Bennett reporting, and this is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. The president of the Southern Baptist Seminary sues over vaccine mandates. The way that the Biden administration has chosen is a direct subversion of religious liberty. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11. Here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. It's Intelligent Radio, and there's a chance for drizzle out there between 2 and 3, followed by snow with a high near 34. And you could join us for an evening of discussion and debate moderated by Hugh Hewitt. It's the Minnesota Leadership Forum, brought to you by the Patriot and Minnesota Family Council, with support from Morris Law Group. Join us at Providence Academy in Plymouth on Wednesday, December 15th. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. <laughs> now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show that's making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, not Mitch P. Berg, but no Brad Carlson. (laughs) Filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg, who is away on assignment. Uh, But good to be with you, as always. Uh, Always fun to talk to Mitch's audience. Again, Mitch is away uh, this afternoon, but he will be in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. So fear not if you like to hear Mitch uh, broadcast two hours a week, as I do. He'll be filling in for me live tomorrow. But uh, grateful to be here to uh, talk to you folks today. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also feel free to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show, for any comments or questions. By the way, feel free to check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. I usually crank out about eh, three, four posts per week which is a daily input for Mitch, Mitch Berg at ShotInTheDark.info, a prolific blogger for nearly 20 years, very impressive work that he's put together. So uh, glad you could join us today. And, oh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the live stream as well. We are live streaming at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So uh, do a search at Facebook.com for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and you'll see I'm live streaming, waving to the camera right now, and uh, feel free to weigh in on that comment section. Also... I kind of want to divide the show up in talking about local stories the first hour and then some national news in the second hour is kind of how I'll divvy it up here. And by the way, we do have Michelle Benson joining the broadcast at one thirty. She, of course, vying for the Republican nomination for Minnesota governor. She will be live in studio. So we'll look forward to talking to uh, Senator Benson 
regarding the campaign thus far. But I did want to start off by talking about the trial of Kim Potter, which I believe is going to be starting within the next week or two, if I'm not mistaken. If you recognize the name Kim Potter, she is the former Brooklyn Center police officer who shot and killed 20-year-old Dante Wright after a routine stop. Now, when if you remember, this was earlier this year, 20-year-old Dante Wright was pulled over. I don't remember what the I believe he, I don't know if he had expired tabs, expired registration, and when they looked his name up, uh, he had an outstanding warrant. So when they were placing him under arrest, he ended up resisting getting back in his car, and that's when Officer Potter said, I'm going to tase you, I'm going to tase you, you know, get back out of the car, that sort of thing. And she fired her service pistol, thinking it was her taser. And it was obviously a fatal mistake because Dante Wright ended up dying because of that gunshot wound. So the initial charge against Kim Potter was second-degree manslaughter. And that did not suit a lot of the uh, Black Lives Matter activists. They thought it should be murder charges. So they protested outside of the house of the initial prosecutor on the case, uh, Pete Orpet. And because he basically said, look, the law does, there's no way you're going to get a murder conviction out of something like that. It's not going to happen. By the letter of the law, Officer Potter should not and will not be charged with murder. And that wasn't good enough for the activists, so Pete Orpet decided to step away from the case. Uh, in fact, appeared on Jack Tomczak's show a month or so ago. Terrific interview. Look up Jack Tomczak's podcast on our on the AM twelve eighty dot AM twelve eighty the Patriot dot com website and check out that interview. It was a fantastic interview. Very enlightening. Well, Keith Ellison took over the case, and not even he's charging murder. I think he bumped the charges up from second degree manslaughter to first degree manslaughter. So is is Keith Ellison now an incompetent racist too? As were some of the charges that were lobbied against. Pete Orpet. Well, I'm not really here to talk about that aspect of it. But what I am here to talk about is a rather disturbing situation that took place uh, earlier this week where a person by the name of Cortez Rice, I guess this was last weekend, he broke into the apartment building where the judge presiding in the Potter case was living. The judge's name is Regina Chu. And he walked up to her door and said, yeah, I got good confirmation. We got confirmation. This is her crib right here. This is it. We're here to tell her we want want cameras in the courtroom. People deserve to know what's going on with this trial. And showed up outside her door. And this is a secure building, a private building, and yet this person got in somehow and is saying these things outside a judge's door in a very threatening manner. I mean, how else are you going to take it? You show up and stand outside somebody's door basically saying, these are our demands. We demand there, there are cameras in the courtroom. People deserve to know. Okay, or what? What if that doesn't happen? Then what? And this guy, this video, uh, Kyle Hooten at Alpha News got a hold of it and posted it at his Twitter feed, on his Twitter feed. And it later got out. So this Cortez Rice, a few days later, put out a different video. It's okay, okay, come on, come on, come on. I I was not trying to uh, intimidate this person, intimidation tactics. I ain't part of any mob or anything. We're just there to, to apply pressure. Well, I'm sorry. If you're making these demands and you have this implication where if these demands aren't met, there's some serious consequences and you're making this statement while standing outside the presiding judge's home, what other conclusion are people going to draw? So Cortez Rice was dismissive of it, said, nah, that wasn't anything like that. 
Well, look at this. Per- look at the person who we're, who we're dealing with. He was convicted of a felony back in 2016 after a quote-unquote shooting incident that left a woman with a bullet wound. And he, this is a guy that's showing up outside of the judge's home saying you better have cameras in the courtroom during this Dante Wright trial or else. And also a very astute observer noticed in the video when this Cortez Rice was in the apartment building said, um, this guy appears to be wearing armor, body armor, underneath his hoodie. Why is that relevant? Well, According to uh, statute 18 USCA section 931 under which is federal law a bulletproof vest is considered body armor and that law forbids anyone convicted of a violent felony to own or possess a vest unless the person wearing the vest is an employee who is doing so in order to perform a lawful business activity and who has obtained prior written certification from the employer um Going to go out on a limb that none of those criteria were met. Just just a hunch. He certainly wasn't doing any job. That's, that's for certain. So this was brought up on WCCO News. A protest was taking place outside of Judge Chu's building. And uh, this was, uh, they cited Rice's quote, uh, I don't know if this is her crib, Rice says in the video, which has since been removed, but kudos to Kyle Hooten for capturing it. Uh, I think this is her crib right here. We got confirmation that this is her house right here, waiting for the gang to get up here. So apparently what he was referring to was the group of protesters. Apparently he went down the hall later on, shouted out the window, hey, this is where she lives, and the instructions were to protest up toward her window from the outside. Some people took that as waiting for the gang to get here as if, hey, we're going to let the gang in and all stand outside her actual door in the hallway. And that's not that was not the case. So people are wait, are asking, well, wait a minute, uh, a convicted felon showing up outside of a judge's door, basically making threats. Again, this is from the WCCO story. Uh, Joe Tamburino, a criminal defense lawyer not associated with the Potter trial, says Rice's actions are in somewhat of a gray area. Tamburino says they could be seen as intimidation, which is a felony when the target is a judge. If someone is just roaming the hallway because they're lost, they don't know what's going on, of course it's not intimidation, Tamburino said. But Rice has been active in social media, and what he's saying could be used against him to show his intent as to why he went to the judge's residence. So, yeah, I, I I don't know how you look at that and derive any other meaning from that. I mean, this is a condominium complex, a pretty high-class condominium complex. There's likely a secured entry to get in. So how did he get in? And it was uh, I apparently a resident who was walking the hall was asking this Cortez Rice, you know, what he was looking for, can you know, can can we help you? And that's when he scurried out of there. So it's very clear that he wasn't there because of any job. So that would throw out uh, the, the rationale for why he was wearing a bulletproof vest. But in the end, in the end, this is from a Channel 9 story. The judge, what do you know, is going to allow for the Kim Potter trial to be shown live. Again, this is from Fox 9's website. A new ruling in the trial of former Brooklyn Center police officer Kim Potter charged in Dante Wright's killing will allow cameras in the courtroom and for the trial to be shown live. The ruling comes after a coalition of Twin Cities journalists challenged a previous decision in August denying cameras in the courtroom for the trial. In the recent decision, the judge writes that the decision to deny audiovisual coverage was based on the belief that the COVID-19 pandemic would wane, allowing for a full audience in the courtroom. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Okay, look, I, 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 I'll take the judge at her word here and saying, okay, upon further review, we thought it was going to be more open to the public, but given that COVID is kind of wreaking havoc again, that's probably best to broadcast it, then more people can... 
look in on it because we can't have as many people in the courtroom. That's I'll I'll accept that explanation. That is plausible. If you're looking at the COVID numbers, they are pretty scary. Uh, Positive infection rate is about 9%, I think, this past week, 9% of all tests. And cases are piling up again, and there's been more stories of the health system being overwhelmed again. So you could accept that as an explanation, and I do. But how how can I, – I'll just say this. I don't blame people if they think that these intimidation tactics somehow work because just literally within a matter of days after this Cortez Rice showed up, showed up outside of Judge Chu's residence saying, yeah, this is her crib, uh, power to the people – then all of a sudden, magically, their demands uh, were satisfied. So something to keep an eye on, that is for sure. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson in for the headliner. Mitch Berg on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's Play the Patriot, Minneapolis. Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are. But I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor Kay, checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty mic? Not here you haven't. It sounds something like this. No good, right? But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios in this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms are always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, well then reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at ForeverCleaning.com. That's ForeverCleaning.com to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. ForeverCleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And no, you are not in a time warp. It is Saturday afternoon. I am filling in for my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, who is away on assignment. Mitch will be in for me tomorrow, Sundays 1 to 3. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. 
And by the way, I do have the uh, video fired up at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and feel to follow along. And I'm waving to the camera as we speak. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Whether you're tuning in live via radio, Facebook Live, or maybe checking it out later on via the podcast, we appreciate uh, any venue which you check out the program. Uh, I, Of course, the election day, odd year elections, were almost two weeks ago. Excuse me. So we did a uh, we did a recap over a lot of what happened uh, nationally. I mean, we did have some obviously local races, St. Paul mayoral race, and of course the one ballot question having to do with rent control in St. Paul. But a lot of the focus, particularly on a national level, was in Minneapolis, uh, specifically having to do with well, the mayor's race certainly caught a lot of attention because uh, the city of Minneapolis uh, garnered a lot of national attention during due to all the civil unrest in the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd, but also the question having to do with defunding the police. Well, uh, I wasn't planning on relitigating this, but I did happen to see a clip from Almanac uh, last, I think it was earlier this week, maybe a week ago. Uh, DFL activist Javi Murillo, who was a big advocate for uh, the defund the police ballot question, and he apparently didn't like how the uh, how the question was posed, saying that it was um, misleading. People didn't know, you know exactly what the content of the question was, which I think was kind of the point for the vote yes crowd, trying to make it so convoluted that people wouldn't understand voting yes or voting no, what what the um, uh, what the implications would have been. And quite simply, and this is from uh, Ballotpedia, question two would have replaced the Minneapolis Police Department with a new Department of Public Safety. The DPS would have been responsible for a comprehensive public health approach to safety, including the employment of licensed police officers, if needed to fulfill the department's responsibilities. A commissioner of public safety would have led the DPS, uh, because that's all we need, more government bureaucrats, right? Uh, That's always helpful. Uh, Anyways, I digress. And would have been nominated by the mayor and approved by the city council. The ballot initiative would have also provided for the uh, for the fire police to be housed with the DPS. Question two would have been would have removed the minimum funding requirement for police, which is point zero zero one seven per resident from the Minneapolis charter. So that was basically the crux of it. The, the city council, if they could have just done it, done away with it, they could have. But there was already. Uh, a provision within the city charter that precluded him from doing it. So they had to put this ballot measure on there, and it uh, was shot down uh, pretty significantly. So uh, I bring this up because Javi Murillo, uh, former head of the uh, local SEIU, prominent DFL activist, appeared on Almanac, and as they were doing kind of a a recap of the election results, uh, Almanac co-host Kathy Werzer said that Question number two was shot down pretty significantly and turned to Javi Murillo and said, what happened? Here was his response. What happened? Well, you know, we were up against uh, a lot. I think, first of all, I think that there was a window opportunity after the murder of George Floyd that was missed. You know, the last year, uh, the, the mayor successfully blocked the reform attempt that had gone last year. And then with the with the rise in crime that was that happened across the country, but um, here was successfully, you know, I think um, uh, weaponized to make an art to scare people, right? To scare people, and when people are scared about their safety, they're not not thinking big. Um, and although the local media has not covered it uh, very very much, Reuters has covered just that that the Minneapolis Police Department police officers openly talk about slowing down services. So the spike in crime is related to a you know political use of police of ha- like of policing so we're up we're up against a lot i think this is going to be a really long um battle uh I, this reminds me of of early uh, gr- uh elections when it came to gay marriage do we, do we need a cultural shift to happen that that de-links that because because we we had a hard time convincing people right that 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 crime was not related somehow to this conversation about defunding and then last i'll say is that we had lots of moderate democrats like uh like uh congresswoman Ang- angie craig and the and and the governor and such who came out against us we were up against a lot and that they come out as against us like in an unfair way and, and and not telling the truth but it had an impact 
Uh, okay, I think I can interpret what he's trying to say here. What really caught me was the one quote. It was almost like he was hesitant to say it because he knew it wouldn't come out sounding all that dignified, saying that uh, the rise in crime was weaponized to make an art to scare people. And when people are scared about their safety, they're, they're not thinking big. So doggone it, if they just weren't so intolerant over, over carjackings and being pistol whipped and uh, held up on the streets, we could have just got the doggone thing passed. You're not looking at the bigger picture here, people. Honestly, that sounds like what he's trying to say here. I mean, violent crime is at a record pace in terms of, of homicides and, and shootings and whatever in the, in the city of Minneapolis. And, okay, is there an alternative to policing? Maybe. But to be fair, have there been any real-world real instances of it? I think one, one thing they like, one area they like to cite is Camden, New Jersey, where they've gone to an alternate form of policing. I think they got rid of the police department there. I know Mitch has talked about it in his program. Um, and they talk about how it's, uh, it's been... It's, been a positive thing and that it's helped curb crime to a certain extent. Well, I I think that's a bad example because number one, there's been a mass exodus of residents out of Camden, New Jersey. So of course, raw numbers are going to be lower simply because there's less people there, but the actual rate itself, uh, it isn't that dramatically different than from what I understand them from Kansas city, Missouri. So take that for what you will. So yeah, I think, people when they realize that there is going to be the problem is is there was never a coherent defense to defund the police okay okay suppose it passes on election night what happens the next day is it is it immediately transformed to that new department of public safety and no one could really give a coherent explanation and you had some heavy hitters coming in for this too uh, attorney general keith ellison uh, representative ilhan omar both came in in favor of yes on question number two and couldn't get it over the finish line. And look how many city council incumbents. There were four incumbents running for re-election in the Minneapolis City Council that ended up getting ousted. And one, another one, Jeremiah Allison, barely survived. And two others, Alondra Cano and Lisa Bender, didn't even run for re-election again, despite their advocacy for question number two. So what does that tell you? So, uh, yeah, I, I just am absolutely uh, floored by this rationale that an increase in crime was being weaponized. All you have to do is just point to actual statistics and say, look, this is we are experiencing record-breaking numbers in terms of homicides, violent crimes, carjackings. I mean, and finally, I'll just say I only had a couple of minutes left is he mentioned how police officers were openly talking about delaying services. And that's a big reason why crime is the way it is. And I know Lisa Bender brought this up, I think, last year, and and Representative Omar said the very same thing a few weeks ago, used unsubstantiated claims about how police officers are openly bragging about withholding services. Could it be like, oh, I don't know, they're woefully understaffed? I mean, I think there are five or six police precincts within the city of Minneapolis, and there were at times maybe one patrol car per precinct at a given time. They're dangerously understaffed. So, yeah, while there is a criteria that you have to meet to to, to fund the police, if there aren't officers that are looking to be a part of the police force, then uh, that's, that's an issue. And they're going to be understaffed. And so you obviously have to prioritize calls. It's not that they're deliberately delaying responding to calls. It's just you have to prioritize because of the dangerously low staff levels. So, and like I said last week, maybe there was kind of a de facto defunding of the police. Because a lot of them with morale so low, they've either left the profession, taken early retirement, maybe even moved to a different city. Who's to say? And that's not to say that reforms shouldn't take place or be considered, absolutely they should. But the transition immediately to the Department of Public Safety without any real coherent explanation is about when would that take place? Would it take place the Wednesday after Election Day? Uh, I think that was the bigger concern, the great unknown 
of this uh, experiment. So Javier Murillo may be right. There may have to be a cultural shift, and that may take place over the next decade or so. Who's to say? As other cities may attempt to do this and may be successful in defunding the police, but uh, for the time being, Minneapolis wasn't going for it. And uh, Congresswoman Angie Craig, along with Governor Tim Walz, also thrown under the bus. So, um, hmm, if only we had a coherent party on the other side of the aisle that could take a, advantage of this uh, disarray. <laughs> 651 289 4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARN Show. Brad Carlson in for Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com Have you recently received a quote for an exterior home improvement project that was so high it made you seriously consider selling the house instead? In today's market, it's more important than ever to get multiple bids to make sure you're getting the best possible prices on any investment in your home. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. Not only can I provide you the most competitive bids in the Twin Cities for free, but I can guarantee it will be the quickest and easiest way to get them. Whether you need siding, roofing, or windows, I will personally come to your house for a short meeting so we can determine which name brands make the most sense for you and your house. And I'm all about multiple options, so you can have a variety of price points to choose from. A few days later, you'll receive an email from me with the bids attached. I've done the homework on brands and contractors, so you don't have to. It's that simple. No salespeople, no pressure, and no obligation to buy. To set up one short meeting with me, visit GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Hey, welcome back. AM1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson, filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg, on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Fear not, Mitch will be in for me tomorrow. So if you enjoy Mitch hearing Mitch every week, as I do, you can check out tomorrow, 1 to 3. But we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Sticking with the local angle this hour, honored to welcome to the studio right now Senator Michelle Benson vying to be the Republican nominee for governor in the 2022 election. Going to get an update from Michelle on how the campaign is progressing thus far. And if you like what you hear from Michelle, how you could help out as well. Uh, Michelle Benson, always an honor to have you on the broadcast. How are you? 
Thank you for inviting me. Glad to be here. So how goes the uh, campaign thus far? I know you've been a state senator for a little over a decade right now. You have a specific district you hone in on, but now it's statewide, Michelle Benson. Have you made that adjustment? It's Well, it's statewide, and I've been really focused on health and human services for the last five years as chair. And so getting to step outside of that and outside the district, as much as I love Anoka, Sherburne, and I say any counties, there are 87 counties in the right. state. And seeing how people live, hearing their stories, and helping to lift them up. There is good coming. Minnesota is a great place to live. And so let's make sure people are safe. Let's make sure they're educated. And let's make sure this is a place where it's good to raise a family. Now, I know uh, you're familiar a little bit with your background. You grew up, what, a couple, three hours uh, west of the Twin Cities? Yep, out by Wilmer, Minnesota. So, yeah, I mean, you're not in a Twin Cities bubble. You have gotten out. But uh, as you've traveled the state, uh, and I mean, I guess as a youngster, did you travel the state? I mean, have you had any conception how big the state actually is, Michelle? The state is big. Um, I have not been up to the Northwest Angle yet so okay. I don't know when that's going to get get checked off the list but like my husband's grandparents lived in Pipestone so we would go down to see them and I had family in Rochester and of course everybody goes to Duluth um, at some point in the summer and up the Gunflint Trail so I had I've had some sense and when you grow up in a small town grocery stores are 30 miles away mm. being in the car isn't that big a deal True. so so driving up to you know, Park Rapids to do an event for an hour and then driving back, making calls on the way down. And, you know, it, it's all very doable. So as you're uh, traveling out and about, uh, are, are you finding some common ground in the issues that people are most concerned about? I mean, and we talk a lot about what people are concerned about in the metro area, maybe different than issues that people are concerned about outstate. But I have a feeling, Michelle Benson, there is a lot of common ground. Are you at least finding that? There is there is a lot of common ground. And among delegates and Republicans, election integrity comes up a lot, mm. a big concern. Um, but we saw in Virginia, they had election judges out and made sure that the vote was, you know, easy to vote, hard to cheat. And so we can do that in Minnesota. Um, public safety is talked about a lot of places, but really how we're supporting the police and making it clear that we support the police. And I think actual changes to the way we, you know, arrest criminals and bring them through the court system and then judges not letting them out, deviating down on sentencing guidelines. That's a much broader conversation. And we hear that in different places. The economy, and let me be clear, the rising prices of gas and Mm, groceries and energy. And as we go into home heating season, the cost of natural gas. So there are those things bubbling up. And then, of course, education. When Tim Walls locked down our schools, parents got their eyes opened. And they want to know what's in their kids' curriculum. They want to make sure their kids are getting their best shot at learning. And that's pretty much universal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. makes perfect sense. Uh, along those lines, you know, you, you alluded to uh, schools uh, being shut down, and we're seeing some, you know, rather disturbing numbers. Uh, COVID cases uh, on the rise again, higher percentage. And I guess as we've learned more in the last year and a half, we are starting to learn a little bit that there is a seasonal aspect to this. A lot of people wanted to pick pile on the South a couple of months ago saying, my God, look at the increasing rates. It must have to do with the lack of mandates. Well, in the north, northeast are some of the heavier mandates, and now we're starting to feel the crux of it, where the south, not so much. Uh, are, do you feel like uh, people are starting to get a better grasp on there's a little more of a scientific aspect of it, to it than just heavy-handed government, Michelle Benson? What I'm really surprised about is the lack of data that is being collected by the CDC, the National Institutes of Health. We should have a much better idea of who's right. going to have severe outcomes. We should have a much better idea as to seasonality and why don't schools all have HEPA filters in them. If we needed to spend money, let's do that, make sure there's good ventilation. We should have much better data on people who have immunity acquired through infection. Please go get vaccinated um, if you're in a risk category, let me say that clearly. But we should be able to have a longitudinal study of how immunity is holding up, both if you contracted the disease and if you were vaccinated. And we're not seeing that. We're seeing studies here and there. Israel had a big study. Cleveland Clinic had a study. But we're not seeing it from the CDC. 
and we should know a lot more. We are a year and a half plus into this. We should have a much better idea of who's really at risk, whose immunity is declining and actually needs a booster. Um, So this virus is going to become endemic. Mm -hmm. Unlike some of the Twitter warriors said, we are not going to crush this. We are not going to eliminate it like we did smallpox. And so we're going to have to get used to dealing with it right now. We have the same risk we had last November that our hospitals get overwhelmed. Mm, It's because we're short staff. And hospitals are under stress again. It's not, you know, not something that can be resolved easily and quickly. But they're starting to have trouble getting people transitioned out of the hospital into nursing homes because they're short-staffed. So not, not anything we should be surprised by, but it's still something we're going to have to live through. Is that uh, also a function? I mean, I know they, uh, I know there was a federal mandate handed down uh, from the Biden administration uh, uh, that essential workers and uh, employees within companies of a certain size, it's mandatory they've been vaccinated. I know uh, the Fifth Circuit Court put a stay mm-hmm. on that, so that's up in the air as of this point. But to that end, um, it is possible, Michelle Benson, to be uh, strongly f- encouraging people to get vaccinated without being for mandates. Is that possible? Uh, yes, <laughs> and I think there's a great... Um, place for a real discussion. So federally, yes, the OSHA 100 employee mandate was stayed by the Fifth Circuit. But the CMS mandate that if you take Medicare, Medicaid money, you still have to conform to a mandate. So that's Mm -hmm. hospitals and nursing homes and people who are already under stress and already short staffed. And so they, you know, our hospitals and nursing homes have to do infection control. But this use of the federal dollar to say you're not going to get paid unless you comply and fire people, um, that that is really concerning. Federal overreach has been a problem. And the more power we shift to Washington, the less power individuals have and the less authority states have. And we don't have a governor who's standing up and saying no. We should be encouraging people to get vaccinated, but we don't need the federal government telling us what to do at every turn. And that's what that's what the Democrats have moved us towards. And Tim Walz in particular won't stand up to the Biden administration and say, you know what, Minnesota is good at public health. Let so, us take care of it. So do you think, um, you, you know, you alluded to uh, hospitals and nursing homes being short-staffed. Do you think part of that is attributable to employees maybe being hesitant to get vaccinated? I mean, is there any data on this? I'm I'm not asking you to guess, but is there data on this? We're seeing some trends in that direction. So December 5th is a big day to watch for. But think about it. If you don't really want to get vaccinated or if you already had COVID, you worked in a healthcare facility and you're thinking, I'm not going to get the shot because I already have immunity and you're getting threatened. So you're probably, if you're a CNA at a nursing home or hospital, you're probably getting paid $15, $17 an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can get that working at a hotel, changing sheets. Sure. And you probably don't have to be vaccinated. You right. have a lot of options in that price point where they're not going to threaten to fire you. So you can move pretty easily. What about dietetics where you're serving food to folks and you can go somewhere else and do similar work or you're working in you know high-tech manufacturing and you don't and you're not at a hundred person business you have options and so we're going to start seeing more people step back it'll be a bigger impact in greater minnesota than it will in the metro well because and i I seem to remember that at the uh, height of the pandemic particularly last year i think it was i think it was north dakota when they went through their own wave it's like they were so short-staffed they were allowing uh, some workers who were who had tested positive for COVID, but say were asymptomatic, as long as they had all of the proper uh, protocols in place as far as uniforms to continue to work despite having COVID, but being asymptomatic, they were that desperate. But yet, they don't seem to be allowing for those provisions now. And as you alluded right. to, people who have actually had COVID, there are some antibodies built up, natural immunity. That's that's worrisome that that isn't been being given more credence. At least it doesn't seem like it is, Michelle so Benson. That North Dakota provision 
where if you tested positive, were asymptomatic, had proper PPE, you could work with COVID positive patients. So you mm-hmm. weren't in the general sure. population and, and they Perfect made that sense, decision. Yeah. Yep. Um, certainly that's not allowed now. Um, we're not under that emergency right now. Right. However, they there's been talk of testing. So state employees who are mandated, the OSHA employees who are mandated, they get to test. If you aren't vaccinated, you get to test once a week. Okay. The CMS rule isn't allowing that. Mm, okay. So those employees won't even be allowed to test. Mm. Seems counterproductive, but uh, we'll, something to keep an eye on for sure. Once again, we are joined in studio by Michelle Benson. She vying for the Republican nomination for Minnesota governor. Check out her website, michelleforminnesota.com. Uh, Michelle, we need to take a quick break. Are you able Great. to hold for one final segment? Great. Fantastic. Uh, Michelle Benson will join us for another segment here in studio. And if you'd like to weigh in, 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. And we do have the live stream up and going at our Facebook page. Go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Feel free to leave a comment or question there as well. And we'll be back in mere moments with Michelle Benson. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? Would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Then join Dale Tondrick for the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11 a.m. Call Dale Tondrick now to get your complimentary customized retirement and income kit, plus the free retirement and income book at 844-320-7233. That's 844-320-SAFE. The Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11. No market risk retirement strategies. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Why are cash-out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something. I really feel like right now might be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, with rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, were you able to get them the cash out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit. Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Dollar Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal Housing Lender. I license Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. 
And we have our Facebook pay, uh, live stream up and running. Go to the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Feel free to check in there as well. Honored to be joined in studio by Michelle Benson. She vying for the Republican nomination for Minnesota governor. Of course, the election coming up next year, 2022. We'll be here uh, before you know it. Uh, before we uh, finish up with uh, Michelle Benson, we do have a couple of calls on the line. Let's start with uh, line one, Dan and Hopkins. Dan, thanks so much for calling. You are on the Northern Alliance. Yes, Brad. How are you doing, brother? Doing well, sir. Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Say, my wife went to get a physical, and she asked her doctor, how do I get hydroxychloroquine and ZFAC and her ivermectin? And her doctor shamefully dropped her head and said, my supervisors or higher-ups were the words she used, won't, me, won't allow me to prescribe it. And I thought, this is, this is insanity. Where do we as Minnesotans get, it should be handing it out like candy, I, you know, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, which are not dangerous drugs. Nobody's been hospitalized by using them, according to, you know, experts from what I've listened to. Okay. And that's my first question is how do we get a hold of it? How is this being promoted to fight this leftist Marxist baloney that they're trying to shove down our throats as Minnesotans? Yeah, sorry, Dan. We just have time for the one question here. I'll let uh, Senator Benson answer that, and then we got another caller on the line. Sure. Any government restriction on doctors practicing is wrong. Um, doctors should be allowed to prescribe what they think is necessary for their patient's treatment. Now, if if your wife wasn't symptomatic, um, it's probably not a good idea to prescribe drugs when you're not treating something specific. And I know people have talked about these prophylactically. And so I think, you know, rather than me as a politician co- commenting on it, I would say as someone who oversees the medical practice licensing boards, doctors should not be interfered with in the care of their patients. Line two, Chad is on the on the line. Uh, says he's on the road, apparently. Chad, go ahead. You're on with uh, Michelle Benson. Very good. Thank you for taking my call. I'll be quick. Um, the first one is a bit of an observation with the question, and then there's a second one that follows it real quickly. The first one is, where did all the workers go over the last 18 months? And in that context, is there are there still too many benefits being provided such that it just pays better to stay home? That's my first question. The, the second question has to do with what we just talked about, and that has come, comes back to, for those of us who've already been through COVID, we've got antibodies. It gets down to your 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 experts are better than my experts. And we never get done with that except the bureaucrats win. Those are my two questions. Okay. Shell, you want to tackle those one at a time? And so to the first one, where did all the workers go? So the federal extended unemployment benefits did end in September. Um, but there's something else going on. So healthcare workers in particular are completely exhausted and they feel you know, unappreciated. And they were working overtime shifts and doing whatever it took to make sure that patients got the care they needed and they're tired. Mm. And so they're not picking up the extra shifts. That makes it hard to meet um, patient needs in hospitals, nursing homes, other care facilities. But also if you're, you know, approaching 60 and your 401k looks as good as it does, maybe you start moving things out and you just say, you know what, I don't need to work. Um, there are, you know, child tax credits that are flowing in and maybe there are some families who figured out that both parents don't need to work full time all the time and somebody's going to be home with the kids. And there are families who said there's a risk that my kid's going to be masked or is going to miss weeks of class at a time for quarantine. So I'm just going to homeschool. And so there are a number of factors. And then when it comes to the... Um, natural immunity or the immunity acquired through infection. I'm really surprised that we're not doing more longitudinal studies on mm-hmm. that so that we can stop arguing one side or the other and we can just have a set of facts and make policy decisions based on facts. We do have a few minutes remaining uh, with our guest, uh, Michelle Benson, again, vying for the Republican nomination for governor of Minnesota. Uh, Senator Benson, we, uh, you know, I mean, you running in a statewide race have probably heard ad nauseum it's been 2006 since the Republican has won a statewide race. You know, are we going to finally break through in, in 2022? Obviously, there's a handful of other candidates whose names we won't mention because they can come on the show if they want. But yeah. uh, this is your time. Uh, so from a candidate standpoint, 
Uh, I guess, what's your basic pitch when people uh, say, hey, I've heard from all the other candidates. Why you, Michelle Benson? Well, first of all, let's look at what happened in Virginia. Biden won by 10 Mm -hmm. and then a Republican won by two. Yep. Talking about kitchen table issues, things that really matter to families when they wake up in the morning, education, the cost of food, being safe, that all matters. Um, having a candidate that has lived that experience, I think, is right. is very helpful. Um, Tim Walls is underwater, and Biden won this state by much less than 10. And so it is realistic that this is our best shot in more than a decade to win this race. And so let's look for somebody who is principled, who can work on really hard issues, and who's prepared to lead this state. I mean, I've got 11 years now in the state legislature, working on everything from IT to medical licensing, child protection, to office of the legislative auditor. And it's going to matter um, that we're ready to go on day one because there's a lot of work to be done to turn this state around and make it a place of freedom and prosperity. Minnesota has a lot going for it. Natural resources, bright, hardworking people. And we need to we need to lift that up and get government out of the way so that people can live their best lives. We all have a minute remaining with our guest again, Michelle Benson. Want to get to Dan's call real quick. Dan is in Invergrove Heights. Dan, got about 30 seconds. Go ahead. Dan, are you there? Okay, well, sorry, Dan. Uh, we only have about a minute to go So, with our uh, guest, Michelle Benson. Uh, Michelle, uh, we, great to talk to you. Uh, why don't you share with people where they can find out more sure. about your campaign website, social media presence, even uh, places where uh, you might be, where they can shake your hand and get a little more insight to Michelle Benson. There's a forum this week in Stillwater. So if you are a Republican in the Stillwater area, um, check in with your BPOU. So we'll be at a forum this week. I am at Senator Benson on Twitter, Michelle for Minnesota on Facebook, and Michelle, the number four MN.com uh, is where our website is. We'd love to hear from you, earn your support. And answer any questions. You have to know and trust your elected officials before mm-hmm. you cast your vote for them. Happy to happy to live to that standard. Michelle Benson, again, vying for the Republican nomination for Minnesota Governor. Uh, election Day, less than one year away now. It'll be here before you know it. Michelle, always good to talk to you. Thanks so much for coming on, and uh, have a great rest of your weekend. We appreciate it. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments. Me, Brad Carlson, filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg, on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in a few. Attention Americans 65 and older. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 has begun. This is the only time to change your Medicare Advantage plan for a whole year. And Smart Match Insurance is here to help. Do you currently have a copay? What about a high deductible? Do you pay extra for dental and vision? Are your out-of-pocket expenses just too high? If you answered yes to any of these, you should call Smart Match. Smart Match is like having a personal Medicare consultant who can help you find plans which include $0 copays, $0 deductibles, even $0 premiums, plus dental and vision coverage for no additional cost. Having the wrong Medicare plan can cost you thousands. Smart Match makes it easy to find the right one with their free, smart, and unbiased help. If you find a plan you like, they can even enroll you on the spot. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 ends soon. The service is free with no obligation, so call Smart Match today. Call 800-871-1592. That's 800-871-1592. 800-871-1592. This entertainment answer brought to you by exergen rosie perez stars as lucille and clifford the big red dog and likes the message the film brings you know clifford's a misfit emily thinks she's a misfit i love the anti-bullying aspect of it there's so much pressure today with kids with money and status social media when there's people who can really get hurt by it here comes this big red dog and it gives her a purpose clifford the big red dog rated pg for more information head over to the entertainmentanswer.com Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. 
we provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Happy, happy, happy 20th anniversary. AM 12. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.